What is going on, everybody? This is Jason with Ears Up Podcast, and you're listening to a brand new show called Ears Up In Depth. And what we're basically going to be doing here on the show is going in-depth with Disney-related news, and the best part about it is my co-host is Jeremy from Spectro Radio. Jeremy, are you there, bud? That's right. I'm here. Hey. I actually think the best part about it is the pan flute in that intro music. <laughs> I feel my Greek vibes. Uh, you know, I, I'm vibing with that whole. Yeah, that the the intro music. You know, we were talking about intro music for this uh, for the show, and uh, Jeremy, you sent me I don't know three or four different like things, and for me, this one was so ridiculously over the top with the 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 synthesized record scratches. Yeah, I feel like it had. I mean, it had. Had to be it had to be our intro song it's just it's just so cool that it's, really it's, it's when you hear that record scratch you just picture you and me <laughs> exactly we're like oh so you know who's you know who that sound reminds me of is jason and jeremy <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway so this show ears up in depth it's just kind of an offshoot of ears up and and really sort of had this idea mainly because there's not a whole lot of time in the other show in the main show, right, to cover all of the Disney news that we want to talk about. And sometimes we want to talk at length <laughs> about certain topics. Sometimes I edit those topics out because I don't really feel like they're appropriate topics for like a purely family show, right? So ears up in depth. We're just going to take a couple of, a couple of uh, those, those news articles and, uh, just cover them a little bit more in detail between Jeremy and myself. And, you know, hopefully it brings you a little bit more insight into, into not necessarily the parks, but, uh, what else is going on in, in the Disney hemisphere. Although, you know, definitely the parks uh, will be covered from time to time. It's also a good way for us to give you some timely Disney parks news. That's right. You want to be able to hear the stuff when it, when it matters. That's right. Yes. Not like, uh, man, I think on the last show we're like, well, you know, there's going to be discounts given for this thing and it ends tomorrow. And you're like, oh, I'm not going to post this show for like two days. So then it's just, right. it's irrelevant. So, but at the time I capture the news, it's, you know, oh, this is good. We got like a week, but I don't plan very well in my head as far as like dates. And, uh, yeah. So like I already have links for news for when we record, uh, this coming Thursday, but, um, you know, it's just, uh, I think this will be a little more immediate and it'll let us stretch our journalistic, um, I don't know, uh, skills? No. <laughs> yeah. I think I have to get some before I start stretching them, so uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, that's true. It's like pizza dough, man. You start with a little bit, you stretch it, right. and you stretch it out. Uh, anyway, so Jeremy and I each have two stories, sort of wrote summaries about it, cause, so we're not going to be sitting here just reading the articles to you. It's not going to be that. And then we're going to have a little bit of commentary. Uh, you know, I don't want to say that it's like a, not a family show, but it might be really boring to like six-year-old kids. I don't know. You know, there's no like park history or whatever. So I don't know. You right. be the judge. You know what I mean? Downloader beware. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, Jeremy. Well, hey, first of all, I do want to say I'm excited to have more of you on the on the program, on the channel, I guess, on the website. We've been trying to figure out how to how to get more of Jeremy on for for quite a while. But this man is very busy being drunk. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's all true. Uh, but, well, I was excited because, I, I mean, that's the thing. It is tough because the Spectro segments, I can't crank those out every two weeks, you know, and that's oh, yeah, how often huge. you guys record. So, but yeah. then there's no really other reason for me to be here. Right. 
so I like this. And also, <laughs> usually when you're doing the news, I'm screaming back. That's oh, you are. Head. Oh, geez, in your in your head, you should uh, see a therapist about that. Or something. <laughs> I can't yeah. take it. You're like writing numbers on the wall. Can you believe he said this about that park? <laughs> Go away, please. Um, all right. Well, I'll tell you, tell you what, Jimmy. Why don't you start with one of oh. your new stories, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Okay. Well, we're going to jump right in, and I feel like you're you are not so much involved in this sort of t- Disney Twitter community. Would that be a fair statement? Yes. I never really was because a lot of Disney Twitter irritates me. If I'm just completely well. honest about it. Um, and then since since Maddie took over social media, I don't. I don't really go on. And in fact, I feel a little bad about it because I have some people that I used to interact with on a regular basis on Twitter that I, that I don't anymore. And I'm like, Oh man, I hope that person doesn't think I hate them, but I just, I never use it. So yes, yeah, hundred percent accurate. Well, this Twitter is, that's even a hashtag this Twitter. People will refer Twitter. to it as that. Oh, and, um, gosh. it is really irritating, but if you hate yourself like I do, you torture yourself with it. This is why I wanted to bring this to you because you probably didn't notice that there was quite a big kerfuffle in the online Disney fan community this week. Uh-oh. And it centered around a rumor about Epcot. Uh, man, I love rumors. I love rumors. I love rumor sites. It's my favorite thing. Uh, first of all, is Diz Twitter, can it just be Disney Twitter? How hard is that to add three more letters? No, it's these millennials. They can't. They don't have time for three more letters. That's true. Um, Twitter. <laughs> what was the rumor, Jeremy? Well, the commotion began when Walt Disney World news site WDWNT.com or Walt Disney World News Today reported a rumor that indicated they had inside information on the planned demolition of two Epcot Future World pavilions, the Land and the Seas with Nemo and Friends. So that's. That's pretty huge that people, that, that, that could be something possible. But it's, it's against the backdrop of many changes already in the works at Epcot as part of the company's multi-year, multi-billion dollar investment into the park, which has already seen the closure of the universe of energy, the start of demolition of the entrance plaza and the announcement of a new play theme pavilion as well as a new nighttime spectacular to replace the much beloved by me illuminations reflections <laughs> of earth. Yeah, they're doing a lot over there on Epcot. So yeah, I, I guess you, you know this this rumor would slip right in, but uh, slipped right in, and uh, the rumor didn't give too much more detail about the demolition, only hard. to say that it was going to take place as like the phase two of the renovation. We're in phase one now, um, and that placed the closures sometime between the years 2024 and 2026. <laughs> Because everything is set in stone uh, six years away, right? Right, exactly. I mean, if you were to read – if you could read Diz Twitter in 1982, we'd all be hanging out at the Israel Pavilion at Epcot. But obviously <laughs> that's – you know, things change. Right. But that's what they're reporting. And this rumor ignited a furious debate on Twitter not only over the merits of this kind of rumorous reporting – but also whether or not there could be any truth to it. Because, of course, on the one hand, people are like, that's a rumor, shut up. But then they're like, wait a minute, but is it true? We'd really be worried about it. <laughs> yeah. As the, as the week went on, the fury continued to grow. Disney fans began asking the official Disney World Twitter account for a response. Inundated with requests for comment, the official account finally addressed fans stating, there are big plans for Epcot. We do have new pavilions joining, like the play-themed pavilion and the Guardians of the Galaxy-themed roller coaster, but the land and the seas with Nemo and friends are planned to be with us into the future. (laughs) Called out. Called out by Disney. 
called out by Disney. And I think it's pretty unusual for Disney to so candidly address a rumor like that. You know, you get Twitter and everybody's doing their thing, but Disney to weigh in, I think is huge. Oh yeah. But the company went even further. Only hours later, the Disney Parks blog released a post detailing coming news about Epcot's future in the form of its famous pavilion icons. And here's what they said. Longtime fans of Epcot are familiar with the pavilion icons like the ones you see for imagination, the land, and the seas with Nemo and Friends. So specifically calling out those pavilions. Yeah. With new experiences like the previously announced Playtheme Pavilion joining these Epcot staples. <laughs> Don't you think we need some new icons to match? Blah, blah, blah. Wow, More they, info will be re- revealed at D23 Expo. They just so, cemented those two. They cemented them. Yeah, they basically just wrapped them in big hugs and be like, you can't, you can't hurt my babies. Right. Yeah, you know what? Disney Twitter is, uh, Disney rumors uh, is what I meant to say. They're, I don't like them. I've never liked them. From the beginning of the show, five years ago, I, came out and said I will not report on rumors. I'm not going to feed that grinder, dude, that meat grinder right. of stuff because it's all not all fake, but most of it is fake. And you know, I said what to stop me from going online and taking a Google Maps satellite image and take, you know, screenshotting it, taking it into Photoshop and draw a a uh, you know, rigid line around a certain park and then take a photo of that with my camera phone and then go I have insider information that Main Street is going to be removed for an up ride. You know, and it's like but this oh is a God. screenshot and people and people would free. Anyway, that's what mice chat and and all these articles kind of do and for a while I think it was fun. It was kind of cute to, you know, oh, well what if, you know, what if we could change this? But it's gotten so much I don't know, uh deeper or more vague cuz these sites need clicks. And it's just the, they're cranking out clickbait. There was a, a that mice chat article from Koenig um, about what to expect from Star Wars land and how they're going to time gate people. And where he he basically said, I talked to two different cast members and they each gave me different information. But I'm going to give each piece of information to you at the same time here. Um, so it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. It's all rumor. And they're just reporting on rumor to get to get the clicks. And I, I think. Eventually, it does a disservice, and I think it does harm. Um, like, again, the Mice Chat article about, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but um, somebody was uh, received a guest survey from Disney asking h- how their feelings would be if they removed Small World from Disneyland. Oh, yeah, I remember this. And it was like... The article is super vague, right? It gave no, it gave no indication that there was a survey, what the survey question was, which is your first point, right? If someone just says, oh, uh, you know, someone sent me an email and said they got a survey from Disney saying, uh, you're talking about pulling Small World, but no, but what's the actual question that was asked? Where's the screenshot? Where's the, the proof in this? And then they went so far as to surmise that, uh, oh, is this because they're going to expand a recently opened new part of the park implying that star wars land is going to creep where small world was which by the way they would have to bulldoze toontown to do it because it's right in the middle it's it's so irresponsibly reported uh and it makes it makes zero sense why they would bulldoze a 2000 person per hour capacity ride <laughs> you know what i mean to like make right. a wampa 
been or what it's just it's so it's so crazy but uh there was a, another one i think even like yahoo picked it up but it was the maybe you saw it too it's like the one word that disney uh, cast members and uh, are not allowed to say and it was it was Again, false reporting. Uh, uh, but this this lady went on Twitter and she goes, you know, I was I was shocked. I uh, I went to Star Wars land and you know they said uh, they referred to my my you know my kid as a as a kid, right? And she goes, don't you mean uh, youngling? And the cast member supposedly said, oh well, we're not allowed to say that because the only time. Uh, it's mentioned in the movie, it, Star Wars, is when Anakin has to go and kill all the little kids, so we're not allowed to say it. And that caught on like wildfire. Not true. Disney jumped in and wrote, and said, no, that's, that's factually incorrect. <laughs> that's not wow. true at all. Yeah, so, so th- they commented on that. They commented on the Small World article as well. They jumped in and said, we're not, this is not happening. So Disney is starting to, I think, to kind of quell some of these rumors, and I hope that it puts some of these dumb rumor mills out of business. I really do. It's, I think it's bad for fandom, and I think it's bad for uh, Disney just in general. Well, you know, they have to. At some point, you can you can trade in this, but it will ruin you. You'll ruin your own credibility by doing that. And eventually, are people going to start to say, mm, "I'm not, I'm not reading that article"? Like I, they're only going to hurt themselves. I think. Yeah, I I hope so. I hope that's what happens. And I, I think it is. You know, more and more when these rumors come out, I read the comments of of the different um, like Disney news sites that post them, um, and people are starting to kind of lash out the the author of the the small world uh one was like this person is mentally ill and all, all this person does <laughs> is write like articles from a mentally ill standpoint like you can't trust a, anything this person says and i've never seen that before really mice chat used to be like the pinnacle of like rumor reporting um you know even and, and the first article i ever read was that rumor that they were going to take out three-fourths of tomorrowland and build a star wars land in tomorrowland and i was like it's never going to happen mm-hmm. they're never going to pull autopia they're never going to pull the submarine rides um and it's just it's i mean you just think about it you think about it not from from a fandom point of view but think about it from how a theme park is ran these are high capacity rides that are well beloved they're iconic rides they're never going to go away they're just they're ne- there was even one that they're going to pull interventions and um autopia and submarine ride for a tron light cycle ride and and i'm like no they're not they're, they think about how many how many guests per hour are in all three of those sections? Right. They're not going to, they're just not going to do it. It might look cool. They'll spend a lot of money, but they're not going to, not going to decrease capacity. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Well, even where they're putting in the Tron light cycle in Florida, it's not like they're taking anything away. And they've got a lot of dead space in oh, yeah. Tomorrowland in Florida. Didn't but... they just buy a bunch, a bunch more land out there in Florida? Yeah, they did. Um, because, and what I, what I, Think here we go. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of rumor con- mills, man, I love rumor mills. I hope they never go away. <laughs> Speaking of conjecture, yeah. No, um, what I have, what I understand is that, um, because when they when they established that government organization, Reedy Creek Improvement District, that kind of governs Disney World, part of the agreement in getting that autonomy from the state was that they would preserve a certain amount of land, um that is like protected for like a protected wilderness, right? Okay. Well, Disney wants to develop more of their property, but they're restricted by having to 
keep a percentage of that land pristine. Mm. So what they're doing is buying land elsewhere. So they're buying land around Florida that will never be used uh, just so that they can offset what they want to develop within that's you know, so, the Reedy Creek. That's smart. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Well, hey, we need 10% of our holdings to be, uh, you know, protected lands. So let's buy mm-hmm. more. Right. I love so, it. Because they don't want it to be, they want to develop around the parks. They don't want that to be uh, protected yeah. anymore. Apparently. Allegedly. That's a rumor. <laughs> uh, that don't listen sense. to that. But see, that's the thing. It, it just makes sense. So if you, if you, if you read the rumor articles, just use power of deductive reasoning and just think about it for a second. How is this going to be? Is it really going to matter? Is it going to make a difference? How is this going to benefit? And then you can move on, you know, from there. So to me, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to say to, to their credit, WDWNT is keeping that article up and they, and hmm. if you look back at their track record, they actually do have a pretty good track record of reporting things. Um, I've always thought of them as a, as a trusted source. If they say something's going to happen, generally you can rely on it, but I think this might have gone a bit too far, but yeah. they're staying, standing behind it. Internal documents, even okay. I mean, look, I know stuff, you know, happens, and I think that's what you can do with um, with rumor is you just you report both sides, and then go, oh well, uh, see, I was right. It's like uh, psychics, right? Where they, you know, they do just they they uh, they do a cold read on you, and they just guess a bunch of stuff, and they get it wrong all the time, not all the time, and then finally they get it right, and you forget about all the the times they got it wrong, right? They're just guessing, right? That's, right. I think, what these these rumor sites do, and so you can do that all day long. Be like, well, look, hey, internal documents. That's what I. That's what I see. In six months or two years, nobody's going to remember. Nobody's right. going to remember this thing, and so they. What do they care? You know. Yeah. Well, and I do. I have to also say, um, they report it as a rumor. Like the first word in the headline is rumor. So it oh, does sure. give you that. If you don't want to believe it, or you don't want to be click baited. You can pass by it because they are, they're clearly labeling it. They're not saying, you know. Yeah. Well, I, well, because so. yeah, it is. I mean, it is a rumor, but if is, right. is it a really a rumor if they've seen quote internal documents? <laughs> then it's not a rumor, right? right. So any, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's really weird. That stuff is, uh, is all weird, dude. But, uh, hey, you want to get something that's a little weirder? Yeah, I like weird. <laughs> and this might be a little touchy for our, our regular show, which is why it's it's here um, in ears up in depth. But it's interesting to cover. So Georgia recently signed into law a bill that makes abortion illegal after six weeks. Now, uh, let me stop right there. I don't want to get into details of that too much because it's not that kind of show. We're not a political show. And I'm not going to try to change your mind on anything in 23 seconds. But What's interesting is the response of this law from Hollywood and and obviously primarily Disney. Upon hearing the news of this bill, Bob Iger, who is, of course, the CEO of Disney, said the company is, quote, watching the situation carefully to determine if they will carry out a boycott and cease all filming in the state of Georgia as a response to this law. The law, which is slated to go into effect in 2020, would make it, quote, very difficult for Disney to continue working in Georgia because of the reactions of his employees. Iger said in a statement, the film industry accounts for more than 92,000 jobs in Georgia, according to Motion Picture Association of America. Roughly 455 films were produced in the state of Georgia in 2018 alone. What? I didn't even know that there were 455 movies made at all. 
<laughs> yeah, it's probably like shorts and, you know, I wonder if it's just projects uh, because right. I know like Walking Dead is shot there. So I wonder if they're counting, you know, episodic series as film. I don't know. But here's what's interesting. Uh, the company, Disney, supported some of the politicians that are actually behind the bands in Georgia and Louisiana. Uh, Disney company paid uh, or donated, I suppose, $5,000 to the Georgia House Republican Trust, $2,500 to the Georgia House Speaker uh, David Ralston, and 2500 to Louisiana Governor John Bell Edward. Now, Disney's not the only Hollywood company threatening to boycott Georgia. NBC, CBS, Warner Brothers, and more have all come out against this new law, and they all have donated money to the political machine that helped craft the law in the first place. And again, I'm not here to comment on one side or the other. You you know, you think what you want. I'm fine with that. I don't really care. Uh, but what's crazy is that Iger's trying to have both sides of the coin and eat it, too. Or something, whatever the, <laughs> He's gonna eat the coin? whatever the phrase is. Yeah, man. Uh, like he thinks this <laughs> stuff won't get out and, and nobody's going to know. Disney has a history of screwing with people and screwing people over. And I suppose this is really nothing new. We all know, as an aside to this, that Disney does big mis- business in China, for example, nah. which is a country full of human rights violations. Most recently, the forced labor camps for hundreds of thousands of Muslims in the country being detained and then put into forced labor camps to make clothes and make garments. Uh, But since there's no employee outrage over this, business in China is still on the table. So I just thought it was a really interesting article and uh, interesting how Disney's choosing to weigh into the thing that they sort of helped feed, albeit, you know, five grand isn't going to make or break anything, but it's still, you're still giving money to the people that you're, you're speaking out against. So the, the, the best way to make sure this doesn't happen is to not give those people money. I think you, I think it's tough. Like you said, we don't want this to get political. And I think it's tough for a company to become too political. Yeah. And they're definitely way, but I, I also don't think it's very uncommon for them. You could probably find, um, political politicians on both sides of the aisle receiving in Georgia, receiving donations from Disney. I think you find that a lot. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're probably right. And I realize that in order for companies to continue getting tax breaks in these States, they want to make sure that the politicians who are for these tax breaks, uh, stay in office. So, you know, I, I, I totally get it, but at the same time, I don't know. It, it, it just feels very dirty. And, and then you, you have the whole business in China aspect of it where what that's just, that's just accepted that, you know what I mean? There's internment camps and forced labor camps for people, but we're not going to talk about that. We're, I don't know. It's just, it, it seems very weird. Like if you're going to take the high road, the moral high road with your business, you should, you should kind of just do it everywhere. Right. That's actually the piece of the story that I find more intriguing is the fact that they do so much business in China and the human rights record there. And I was looking up that in 2009, China has so China has the death penalty still um, on the books and they have it on the books for even laws that aren't necessarily violent. So you can get the death penalty technically in China for drug trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. In 2009, China executed more people than any other country in the world combined. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and what always struck me as odd why they opened a park in Shanghai. I mean, I understand it's, you know, for, for the, the, the business, but I mean, are we trying to be moral human beings or, or not? And again, 
maybe I'll just cut that out because I don't want to get too weird about it. But it just these are the things, man. These are the things that to be a, a person in society these days, you gotta you gotta take a look at. Yeah, and I who's making the product that the, the all the stuff all the product that. Disney sells, you know, a lot of that's made in China. Um, Chinese LGBT citizens can't legally marry or adopt. Um, so I do think if you're going to, if they're going to make these political statements and they, it sh- they should be a bit more consistent. And why wouldn't they be saying, Oh, you know what? Um, you know, this is a law that was passed, whether you agree with it or not, was passed by a, dem- a democratically elected legislature and governor. So, but, but meanwhile, you have a, a authoritarian regime limiting the rights, the lives, the rights of its citizens and based on their religion and you are absolutely quiet about it, I think it does raise some questions about that consistent inconsistency. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, uh, you know, and it's all the bottom line. I mean, legally, they have uh, an obligation to their shareholders to do things that are in benefit to the company. So maybe they can't make sweeping changes like we would like, but I feel like uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I feel like. It's it's just it's just weird, and it's one of those things where I don't really know what to do. Uh, it's fun to kind of chew on stuff and you know talk about stuff with your friends. Like, well, if this was me, I would do this, and I do it freely on the show. But with that, that would be. It sounds easy to be like, well, no more business in China. I think y- y- things are already super expensive in the park. Imagine how much more they're going to be, and that's legally what they they have an obligation to to protect. So, right. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, what do you have next, Jeremy? Uh, let's see. I've got something a little lighter. Oh, I love uh, it. <laughs> 12 you know, I have babies exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I have good news, Jason, if you're a teacher. Uh, I'm not a teacher, although I'm not a qualified teacher, but I like to think I teach people. I would, I would say you school people. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're a teacher from now through the end of summer, which is technically for Disney September 3rd. Oh, people, people in the teaching profession can receive discounted rates at certain hotels at the Walt Disney World Resort. Wow. With rates as low as $75 a night. Damn. Summer is a great time to save. Now, these hotels are not on property Disney hotels that you might be thinking of, Jason. Like We're the not Poly about... or the Grand Floridian or whatever. Correct. Right? Okay. We're not talking about those. Oh, or even bad. more moderate resorts like Caribbean Beach. Okay. We are talking about there is a group of seven hotels technically situated on Disney property near Disney Springs called the Disney Springs Hotels. They include a Holiday Inn, a Best Western, a couple Hilton properties, but mm-hmm. they offer similar benefits to Disney operator resorts in terms of proximity and transportation to the parks. You can visit DisneySpringsHotels.com for more info on these teacher-friendly discounts. <laughs> you know, what, what always <clears throat> kind of struck me about the the uh, arrangement of the hotels in Disney World is that it's already so far and it takes so long to get to certain parks through the bus, you know, in the transportation because <laughs> the monorail doesn't hit everywhere right. that if you have like Magic Morning, let's say, you're, yeah. you would have got to get up at six, <laughs> five <laughs> to eat and get ready and then get on the bus and wait half an hour on the bus and you got to stand in line and then, and then finally, is it worth it? You just fight the crowds. Uh, but that's cool, man. Teachers deserve a, a, a break. You know, everybody knows that teaching doesn't really pay. Uh, all that well and it's it's stressful dealing with my child <laughs> my uh my conglomerate of uh, uh conglomeration of of bad parenting choices no um they should just get just reserve the poly for one month every teacher can just stay there for free uh, you know 75 bucks the poly let's go 
Jeez, I would. That's I'd quit my job and become a teacher. Yeah, that's get my teacher credential. The case. Yeah, but I mean, just to tuck him, tuck him out by Disney Springs in the Best Western. For those of you who don't know, Disney Springs is like downtown Disney, but I think it's farther away than Disneyland's downtown Disney. Oh um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a bus ride for sure. Yeah, you just like melt yeah. in an office space where they just move you down to the basement. <laughs> I've never seen office space. <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm not surprised, but <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that. But in. I'm always surprised when I hear of the, the the cultural things that you've missed out on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have more good news. Okay, tell me. I'm just I'm brimming with good news. I love it. Um, also, if you are a Florida resident, resident, um, Disney's Get Your Ears On ticket package is offering specially priced Florida resident tickets. A four-day ticket is available for $219 plus tax. Wow. So normally you would spend, what, 109 I think, for a one-day park ticket? Jeez. So you get four for 219 and a three-day is available for 199 plus tax. So for those of you hard of math skills listeners out there, that's about $55 a day for the four-day and a $67 a day for the three-day. Thank you for that because I was trying to figure it out. I, I bet you can go to getawaytoday.com slash ears up and get that deal too, but I don't know that. I I would love to know that. There are no blackout dates, but the tickets must be used by August 28th. Why do you think that is? <laughs> um, cuz school starts again on August 29th. Star Wars Galaxy's oh! Edge opens at Disney's Hollywood Studios. My gosh. We're going to talk about that on the show on Thursday. Uh, the whole the whole rundown, but uh are they going to have the Rise of the Empire ride working out there, do you think? Because it's not working. Why is it not working in California? No. (laughs) No. I didn't even know that was a ride. Yeah. So Star Wars Land has two rides. They have the Smuggler's Run and then Rise of the Empire. I think it's Rise of the Empire or Escape from Empire Mountain or whatever it's called. But, uh, yeah, that ride's not currently working. Um, And apparently it's not slated to work until, like, November. But Oh, so it wasn't meant to be. Well, it was meant to be, but oh. they just can't make the technology <laughs> meet hmm. the demands of, of the Imagineers and, and, and the work they put into it. That's – again, it's, it's not rumor because this is like stuff I've heard from other people who work for Disney. <laughs> like, that, but oh, like multiple the definition of a rumor? But like multiple sources. Yes, oh. you're absolutely right. I'm just – I'm <laughs> clickbaity. Uh, that's just it. But, uh, supposedly, uh, you know, they have different ride zones. Indiana Jones has 60 zones where effects trigger and this has over a hundred. So there's oh, wow. so much going on and they just can't get the ride to work properly without every zone working in proper order. Like if one thing crashes, the whole thing goes down. And so the ride works. It just goes down all the time and they want to avoid that. So that's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true, but I believe it. Okay. Well, I don't know if it'll be open in uh, Florida in August. I hope so for you Star Wars fans. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of people who live in Florida. Yes. This is a – I don't want to say it's a good story. I don't even want to say it's a lighter story, uh, but it's definitely lighter than than the last one I had. If you've ever been to Walt Disney World, specifically Disney's Animal Kingdom, you know there are an overabundance of birds there, (laughs) strange-looking birds. Birds fighting for scraps. Basically, they're pigeons in fancy clothes. Birds can be aggressive uh-huh. by nature, but this story reports on a, a an all-new level of bird aggression. Uh, a woman who lives in Celebration, Florida, actually, uh, she claimed that an attacking bird 
caused her severe brain damage while walking along the shoreline at the Polynesian Resort in Walt Disney World. Lisa Dixon claims that in May of 2017, she was injured when a bird, quote, dive bombed her, striking her head with, quote, the force of a baseball, according to her attorney. So this woman is claiming that the force of a baseball was contained in this bird, this <laughs> an animal with hollow bones and mostly feathers could hit with the force of a baseball. I mean, look, it hurts, but, you know. Come on. Her attorney says she suffered herniated discs in her neck from the attack. The lawsuit states that Disney should have not only kept the docks safe from the local nesting birds, but that they should have warned guests as to the potential dangers of said birds. And the lack of these two steps provided Dixon with, quote, a false sense of security. (laughs) Which is the most ridiculous claim that you can ever make. Dixon could not say what type of bird smacked her in the head, but only that it was a seasonal migrating bird of some type. She is suing Disney for an undisclosed amount over $15,000 and says the attack has affected her focus at work and her personality. Well, not for nothing. It doesn't sound like Lisa Dixon is a very fun personality in the first place. I mean, right. It's it just it, now to me, if if this was me, severe brain damage and herniated discs. I am not. I know it says over fifteen grand, and I'm sure that has something to do with how lawsuits are proceed, you know, uh, processed in in Florida. But you can bet I'm going millions of dollars, millions of dollars, because. You're, this is already kind of a thin claim anyway. Disney can't control birds, right? So right, might as well right. shoot for the moon, man. Let's go. I want controlling stock in Disney. That's what I'm suing for. I don't know. I think she spent a little too much time in the tiki room. <laughs> That's where I would be. <clears throat> well, no, but you know what? It is interesting. I've actually been dive bombed by a bird. Really? Um, at the boardwalk at Disney. If you're walking with an ice cream cone, you got to be careful. Really? Those gulls will come down. I've had had them like take your take my ice cream away. Out of your hand. Well, knocked it, you know, so that it and then and it had a big beak indentation in it and I didn't want anything. I didn't want to eat that oh, then. Oh, no, no, smart. Smart. Birds are yeah. birds are filthy animals. I mean, people think, you know, pigs are filthy and and uh, wild, look, wild animals in general are disgusting. But They're birds gross. Are gross also, especially seagulls, man. You were smart. Well, they they hang around trash. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so do I. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, here, I do want to say this though, but because so they actually did have to close a section of the Magic Kingdom a couple weeks ago because there was a nesting bird, and these birds, when they're nesting, can be very vicious, and they were dive bombing guests. And so, so they had to close that whole area off for an entire day until they could have someone come in and remove that nest safely. I, so I, these birds are vicious. I wonder if that was in response to this lady's lawsuit and her, oh, her injury. Well, it, it could be. Huh. Um, but guess, she's from Florida. She know, she should know this. She lives in celebration. Come on. You got to see these birds all day. Yeah. I, but apparently uh, you can't fix stupid. No, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, no. uh, you know, people want to live with their head in the clouds and be, feel protected at, at Disneyland until something goes wrong. And then it's Disney's fault 100%. I understand that, that the birds can be very vicious and attack you and dive bomb you. But if you don't know, then you, I guess you get hit in the head. It's not anybody's fault. It, not everything has to be somebody's fault. 
Right. I think that's that's the point. Because I do feel bad for Lisa. I don't want to get dive-bombed by a bird, no. and that's awful. I'm sure it was very painful. Oh, yeah. I don't want brain severe brain damage and a herniated disc, which at that point, honestly, I wouldn't even list a herniated disc. And You have severe brain damage. That should be good enough. Right. <laughs> herniated and disc I chipped is a nail. <laughs> that's right. I broke my favorite sandal. <laughs> I don't know. That's, right. that's all the news I have, Jeremy. What about you? Well, I that's all I have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you sound unsure. Well, I have one little quickie. All right. Go ahead. You know, so there's a kid. Uh, Jason, I, would you say that it's fair to say that you have a flair for the kitchen? <laughs> um, sure. Let's just uh, let's do yes and and just say yes. Okay. Well, a teenager from Madison, Wisconsin, celebrated his 14th birthday this year by taking his entire family to Disney World all by baking cupcakes. Oh my goodness. How many I cupcakes you, do you have to bake to get your family of seven? Uh, did I say family of seven? Oh, I don't know. Fa- it, he did, ha- it was a large, he has a large family. Cause I think um, I've seen, I think I've seen the headline now that you mentioned it. I, I thought okay. it was a family of seven, but I could be wrong. Uh, he had to bake 3,500 <laughs> cupcakes. He started off by baking uh, cupcakes for his grandmother's 85th birthday, and they were such a hit, friends and family began ordering them. With the financial support of his parents buying the ingredients, he spent an entire year baking and selling these thousands of cupcakes and used the proceeds for his trip. His next project is to bake and save up enough to buy a pickup truck to expand his burgeoning business, Isaiah's Tasty Treats. So we may be hearing more from him. If you want some of his cupcakes, they'll cost you $20 a dozen. First of all, you got to change the name. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. Second of all, I wonder if I wonder how good the cupcakes were because first of all, they're cupcakes from a box. You know that they were cup from her, for his grandma's birthday. You know they were box cupcakes, and I'm sure people are like, oh Isaiah, you're 13. You made these. That's so good. And then he goes, oh man, people love my cupcakes. I need to make more. Right. And then by like the fourth batch, his his cousins are like, dude, I'm so tired of eating these. Cu- hey, Isaiah, man, I'll take a dozen. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Well, it doesn't help that his number one seller is Funfetti. I mean, we know where that came from. <laughs> That's a Just good story, kidding. though, Jeremy. Yeah, I thought I threw that in there. That's all. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Okay. Well, that's it. That's the ears up in depth. Is that what we started to call this thing? I forget. Ears up in yeah, depth. Yeah, ears up in depth. Yeah. And I think it was, uh, I think it went pretty well. Uh, so these are stories you won't hear on the regular show. I will make sure of that. And I'm also thinking about putting this episode up for early release on Patreon. It's a good idea. I think so too, right? For, I don't know, maybe a day or two to give everybody. I thought about making it just Patreon only, but you know, I, I don't know. I still might do that. I might not. I don't know. But uh, anyway, if you want to support this show, if you want to support Ears Up in general, support the stuff that we're doing, go to patreon.com slash ears up. You can also go to etsy.com slash coveears, that's C-O-V-E-A-R-S, which I might try to change to because it is a little confusing. But you can buy some T-shirts there, just put a new one up and uh, support this kind of fun stuff. Jeremy has a show coming out with a couple other people that we'll talk more about at a later date, right, Jeremy? That's still happening. That's still happening. Okay. Uh, we're I'm working on it. it. But in the meantime, you can always listen to SpectroRadio.us for your Disney fix. There we go. How about that? I love it. All right, Jeremy. Hey, man, you did a good job, dude. Oh. Hey, you too. I like it. That was a little loud. I, f- I got to figure this mix out, dude. Are you actually spinning in there? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I'm going to drop the beat here in a second. It's 
so good. Whoever thought of making this <laughs> a thing for download? You know what? I'm going to put a pan flute and a record player that's uh, we're scratching. Uh, God bless them. I love it. I raise a glass to them. <laughs> yeah, I raise, I raise my glass to you, uh, synthetic DJ. <laughs> I don't know. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later, man. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. Okay, later. All right. Thanks for listening, guys.